You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joining with Reed Bacon. Uh, we got another great one coming off a win, beating the Little Brothers uh, from Nashville, Vandy. Uh, so we're going to go over things that happened during the game, shout out the seniors, look ahead to what we got coming down the pipe. Um, but first, before we get into any of those things, Reed. How we doing, bud? Yeah, anchor down, baby. Yeah. Come doors. Yeah, come doors. Ten losses in a row, baby. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope everyone had a, a great Thanksgiving weekend. And um, it's a it's a tradition like none other. Uh, <laughs> like a tradition like none other. Just like the Masters. You know, okay. every spring you got the Masters. Every Thanksgiving you got Tennessee. You just whipping up on on uh, Vandy. So, you nice know, Kyler, stomachs, leftovers um, whipping Vandy's butt. What's that? I said, nice full stomach of leftovers whipping Vandy's butt. Yeah, exactly. So, how how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. Uh, enjoyed it here in Nashville. Um, it was actually just me and my wife this year. Uh, just so happened that way and it was great we just did exactly what we wanted to do we made food for ourselves um hung out all day had a relaxing time it was it was nice good no i'm glad you you know your your probability of having a fight goes way down when it's just two of you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so so i'm sure i'm sure everybody has those little family quarrels at the uh Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings. No one wanted to bring up Joe Biden or Donald Trump or, uh, you know. Exactly. Or the time you took this guy from me in high school or the, you know, I got in trouble because you did this or, I I mean, it could be anything. Or Joe Milton's not good and other people think he's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, or people are delusional and think, yeah, Joe is the reason that we were able to win games this year. And, like, you know, thank goodness he was here because we probably would have won four games. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, this is this is a joke I – this is a joke I used. Um, I was talking with a buddy who does – he'll admit that Joe's not, not very good, but he's one of these, like, Joe's the ball for life. He stayed. He could have left again. He's been a great teammate. He's given us everything. I'm like, you know what? This is what I said to him. I said, I wish I wish I was a high-level, like, vice president or president, and Vol Nation was my owner. Because if that was the case, I wouldn't have to produce. I, I could just be a good guy, be a good teammate, you know, be there. And uh, I would just get rewarded with tons and tons of money and bonuses and accolades and stuff because it's never personal with you and I when we talk about people. It's it's not personal. It's just we call it like yeah. we see it, and you you either produce or you don't. But it's funny that people 
um, have a guy's back and will die on the hill uh, when just it's a production based business. And we could sit down here and show you this happened here and this didn't happen here and whatever. So, I mean, yeah, it really is production based. And I don't know why people seem. And it's not just Tennessee fans. It's, it's, it's people in general in like the football media landscape world that they don't want to say it's the play of any of these guys. Um, I think it's because of that, like, amateur tagline. Yeah, and I get that. I, I that, they, that people don't want to call out the players. They, they want to say, well, the offensive coordinator, well, the defensive coordinator, well, the AD, well, you know, all the adults in the room is kind of what you're what you're putting it towards. And I get that. But guys at 18 can kill other people and fight for our country. And here they are at 18 playing football games. You know, what level of accountability were you holding them at? Yeah, because it's like if I'm on the team, I, yes, hold my coaches and other people to a high standard. I also hold my teammates to a high standard. And I go, you're not, you're not getting the job done. This is not good enough. Sorry, if you think that you're good, you think that you're fine, it's not good enough. It's not fine enough. So, yeah, yeah. And um, I think my favorite one, I told you about it when I was uh, scouring the the depths of uh, the Twitter's verse, the X verse, is uh, there was someone that said, uh, about to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm allergic to the guy, man. I, I'm, I'm allergic to him. So, I think my favorite one is uh, it said, yeah, Joe gave his all and, uh, you know, and uh, he, he, he did what he could with a handicapped offense, you know, with, 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 with handicapped play calling. And I, I just thought and just laughed. And I said, uh, man, this, this, poor individual, this poor individual, yeah, this poor individual is just talking about something they don't know. It would be like me talking about economics. You know, it'd be it'd be me talking about teaching Spanish to someone, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it's just funny. It's like you, you do understand that the offense was handicapped but because of him. Exactly. It's, it's not it's not reverse. But anyways. Um, yeah, well, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a great Thanksgiving. It was uh, it was it was low key and relaxing as well. It's bittersweet. It was the first time that I hadn't seen my Memphis crew on Thanksgiving mm. uh, in multiple years, and I and I missed them. Uh, we'll get to see them for, for Christmas, which will be great, but uh, bittersweet not seeing them. But it was nice just to hang out here, not having to travel. I uh, got to hang out with Megan and her family, so did the went and ate with her family at 1 o'clock, and then my mom cooked at 5, and um, so it was great. But then, yeah, just getting to relax, watch some ball, hang out, just uh, not do anything is great. I'm I'm great at not doing really anything besides just watching ball, relaxing, maybe getting a workout in for a couple of days. It's like I'm like a three. I've, I've said this a bunch of times on here, but I'm a I'm a three day, four day guy, and then after that, I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta get back to hitting the gym good. I gotta get back to work. I need to get back to eating right. But you for those couple, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, 
let me say this about about the seniors. Um, it's a it's a unique it's a unique time. I you know you and I were talking about it and how we were gonna you and I were talking about it about how we wanted to bring it up on here yeah. and we know some people went through it uh, that don't have any eligibility. We know that some people that went through it that could come back. The best thing, the best article I saw was, you know, and Jack and Ryan both were great about putting it out. Hey, here's who's going through. Here's who's not going through. And so that was great game day wise. Cause I, I did look at that. I was sitting outside watching the game. My dad, and I'm looking through who went through senior day, who didn't, cause I wasn't there. But then I love that Ryan put out something on Rocky Top Insider and it's who can come back and who is out of eligibility. And then, and then in the article, it will say, hey, they can return, but they did go through or they didn't go through. So to start with the individuals who I want to give a major kudos and a major shout out to yep. are the ones that are out of eligibility. But, you know, Tank McCullough. Uh, setting a record for tied for the most or second most starts in the University of Tennessee history. That's impressive. Now, there, I know that I've had some ups and downs with Jalen, and, and there were times that I thought he was really solid and really good, and there's times other that I thought he could have played better. Mm-hmm. But for him to stay around, for him to be a good leader in that back end, for him to have made some plays. By the way, I haven't brought this up. I thought his swag this season – was really on point, which doesn't really matter about anything. But <laughs> I was really enjoying. No, his you swag. like it though. I was really enjoying his swag this season, but that is something that no one can take away from him. Now, whether it was weird during the highs of the high with Tennessee in the '90s, and you start that many games, or whether it's you get a COVID year and we got some down years, it doesn't matter, man. Like you still started that many games, so you were good enough to start. And you were durable enough. And those are two very impressive things. So yeah, I think he ties Juwan James with the most. Juwan was a fabulous player, by the way. Fabulous. So, so shout out to Tank. Roman Harrison, one of my favorites that just never gets talked about. And I probably okay. would have not even really thought about him uh, as highly as I do if I was not doing this pod and going back and watching games. But the guy was relentless. The guy was relentless, and I, you know, I don't necessarily see him having a career in the next in in, in the NFL because of um, just genetics. I mean, he looks great, but I don't know if he's tall enough and big enough to play that outside. He's fast enough. Yeah, whatever the whatever the measurables yeah. may be, but the guy's motor and effort and energy was second to none. And I will always love that and respect that. That's a guy that I would absolutely play next to seven days a week. And I hope nothing but the best for all these guys. But if that guy puts his motor to whatever else he's doing, I mean, he, he'll, he'll be, he'll be great. So good for him. AB, we all love Aaron Beasley. Um, Can't say enough about him. No, I mean, just a super solid, super, super solid football player. Another guy that I feel like maximized his ability and his potential. I think so, too. I, I don't know if he's, you know, the prototypical linebacker that you might see. Um, and I remember, you know, comparing him to Jalen Reeves-Maven of, of, of back in the day, that it's a smaller build, but still just like ability to cover, ability to blitz. Um, you know, and I, I just... I just think back to like that Clemson game last year and just dominance. Like yeah. he was running rampant 
through that Clemson offense. So I love I love what Aaron Beasley has brought. Um, I thought he was a great tandem with Jeremy. Um, you know, and I was expecting big things out of him this year and thought if we can just get one other guy with him. And I don't know if we really got that this year. Um, injuries, some guys not quite stepping up, but Aaron has Aaron has earned my respect. He has done what he needed to do as a Vol. Um, and yeah, I love him as a player. I think uh, I think he's one of those guys that you know he didn't have a big game against Vandy. You know he didn't have a big game against a UTEP or UTSA. Like he 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 balled out in big games. I mean that Orange Bowl game was filthy, and everyone got to see that on a national stage. I I will remember how well he played against Pitt. Uh, the game where we played him at Pitt. I mean, there's just so many like bigger games that he stepped up to the plate and yeah. brought it and brought it when we needed it. So, so that was great. Karat Garland, another guy that I would have not really yeah. known any, anything I totally about. Agree. I would have not known anything about it if I was not going back and rewatching all these games and taking notes and diving into the team. But another guy that super solid player, super solid teammate, meaning like. He, like at practice, he was just always doing his doing his job. Like you, you never heard a bad thing about him. I mean, just one of those good. I don't want to say locker room guys in a bad way, but just a just a darn good player. Um, yeah, for- unselfish attitude too, because you know he didn't get as many reps as everybody else. But you know, you don't see the guy complaining to the media or saying yeah. he's going to quit. I'm transferring. Like he's just, right. I'm going to stick this out. I, also. Guys in that situation, you can approach that one of two ways. Like, how humble are you to say, oh, it's me. Okay, right. what can I do to be better at this? Um, right. What can I do to be better than that guy? Because he's obviously outperforming me. Right. Um, but not a lot of guys are like that. They're just like, there's no way he's better than I am. It's like, well, he knows the plays better than you. He's running his routes crisper than you. He's catching more balls than you. What the frick did you th- – how, how would you grade if he's better? Huh? Because he has, you know, three less inches on his vert? That ain't it. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. So, good for him. Uh, Kamal, a guy that I really liked ever since he got to Tennessee. <laughs> and I found myself telling people that I thought he was our best cover corner, and then I was having to defend him and his play and – uh, you know, after the Florida game, everyone's like, Reed, like, what's your guy doing? I said, I, I don't have an answer for that. But the guy was uh, an ultimate competitor, and I did get frustrated with him after the uh, – during that uh, South Carolina game. But – Oh, yeah. I guess just, that's just – like I said, man, like un, like that's just who these – that's just who dudes are sometimes. It doesn't matter what's going on. Like, you just can't like, – you, no. you can't take the dog out of them, bro. Like, you just can't. I mean – I mean, there was uh... – just in reference, there was like a receiver for the uh, um, God, was it the Lions that lost this past weekend? Uh, who played Baltimore in the NFL last night? Baltimore played um, San Diego Chargers, or I mean, uh, sorry, the Los Angeles. I think that might have been it. Um, I think that might have been it, but it, it was like they were down. Oh no, 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 no! It might, yeah, it was the Cardinals guy. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's like a Cardinals receiver scored a touchdown right at the end of the game. Um, Greg Dortch right at the end of the game to make it 37 to 14. And he did the too small. <laughs> like to make the game 14, like make it. Oh, yeah. He did too small. Guess what? The guy's five foot seven. The one that went and caught the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He did the too small signal. I'm like, buddy, this ain't you, the time. This you know, he's got, you know, he's got that little man syndrome that just drives him though. That just drives him to be good. Every, so every when, single person has done that to him. So he was like, I scored a touchdown. I have to do it. Facts. Facts. Yeah. You just can't take it away from somebody, but I, man, Kamal was, I thought Kamal was a, a darn good player uh, for us. Um, it just was unfortunate that his bad plays were just magnetized because they were either a big game or they were just that boneheaded. But, um, you know, and then you got Ramel Keaton. I like Ramel a lot. I, I always liked him when we went to practice. I always thought he was good. Silent assassin. I, I, you know, it came out that he was injured to start the year. Um, so that, that, you know, can, can change some things for some people. I still thought that he would have been a little bit better for us this year. Yeah. Uh, but, that, but that doesn't me saying that doesn't mean that I don't think he's a darn good player and that he he had some great moments. Once again, I mean, you you submit yourself not with the game he had against Vandy, but with the diving catch that he had against Florida. Like everyone will remember him forever. I'll, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll remember that probably forever. I, I could care less what he did against Vandy yesterday and the stats he put up. But I, I the fact what he did against um, Clemson in the Orange Bowl, the catch that he made against Florida, like, dude was just uh, – yeah. Those things, those things matter so much more because, like you, you, like, you look back on other guys' careers at Tennessee that, like, no one talks about because the teams were bad and they didn't win much. And it was like you didn't – there wasn't a significant thing. Like, Robert Meacham – was a fantastic wide receiver. But whenever everyone's like, oh, the wide receivers of Tennessee, no one brings him up, and I don't I, know why. I disagree. I disagree. We did this. We actually did something uh, a couple weeks ago on Xbox Live, like top five best receive, uh, of all wide receivers in our lifetime. And he was he was on there, but we but but I, I get what you're saying. I agree. I think he should be. Yeah. I just don't think that like a lot of people bring up his name when they're talking about great Tennessee receivers. Yeah. yeah. Like people will bring up, and it might be just recency, but people will bring up Juwan Jennings before they bring up Robert Meacham. Right, and that's because Juwan just him and his personality and that that mentality. Had. But but no, agreed. And I mean, Robert Meacham was a better wide receiver than Juwan Jennings. Now, I'm not saying I would rather have Robert Meacham on my team than Juwan, but that's a different conversation for a different day. No, I, I agree with what you're coming with. Um, then you got you got McChicken, Callie. Callie. Yeah, baby. I, I, they called him Callie, or, or Coach Hype called him Callie. I was like, that's so much better than McChicken, which McChicken, <laughs> yeah, we've been over it. It's not because he's a chicken. It's because of Mick and McDonald. So, But uh, Mick Callie, we'll go with Mick Callie. Uh, it was great to have him for this year. I thought he was a darn good player. I'll be excited to see. He, I do think that he'll have a chance at the next level because of his size. Got some pretty good hands. I think he's going to test well. Um, I think he can be a really good special teams guy to start. Yeah. Team that way. And then an H-back type vibe. And then so it was great to have him. I, I For his sake, I wish we could have been a little bit better. You know, he's coming in. He's like, dang, bro, like, 
they just won 11 and two and had some massive wins. You know, I would have loved to have gotten a, a victory against Florida for him or, you know, played better against Georgia or whatever, but it was great to have him. And I'll be excited to see if he can, you know, turn any, turn anything out of the opportunities he gets. And then Jacob, we, we love Jacob. We, wow. we love, it's, it's not even fair how uh, biased we are towards Jacob, but the guy's a class act. So uh, happy for him that he got some catches on Saturday. And uh, that just, it, it felt good. Felt great. It felt great. And I, he's another one that I'll be excited to see what happens. Um, because <laughs> if the guy doesn't play at the next level, he should come back to Knoxville and like run for mayor or, <laughs> you know, like go be a congressman. I mean, the guy's just, uh, the guy's awesome. So, yeah, and, exactly. And I'll be excited for us to hopefully have him back on at some point down the road when he's, you know, done doing some of the stuff. So, anyways. Uh, then there's Joe and, and we've already talked, we've already talked about Joe. And, and that was another thing I said to a buddy, you know, everyone's like, well, he looked good yesterday. I was like, yeah, man, he, he did look good. Like, congrats. It's Vandy. Like, Versus Vandy. Yeah. And it's like, you, you're, you're remembered for two reasons at the university of Tennessee. And, and this is in my opinion, you guys can have your other opinion. In my opinion, you're remembered at Tennessee for two things. You're either good and you're just good. You're just flat out good. You're good the two years, the three years you're here, you play good in the big games. You maybe have a couple big moments. You're just a good player. It's simple as that. Or like we've talked about with a Ramel in the Florida catch or Aaron Beasley in the, in the orange bowl game, you're remembered because of what you do in big moments in big games against Alabama, against Georgia, against, um, uh, Florida, and then even games like that, South Carolina or whatever. I mean, like Jawan Jennings is remembered for he necessarily maybe didn't, uh, you know, beat an Alabama or whatever, but you're going to remember what he did against Florida. You're going to remember the Hail Mary catch. You know, I still remember the absolute circus he put on South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, so you just you just remember what you did in big games and like Joe had a Joe had a nice orange bowl and like I'll remember that for him but then I'll also remember the fact that he had 12 games the next year to really submit himself or improve himself and it just uh it just wasn't it the guy I think this team as a whole and we'll get to this at the end of the year when we do our end of the year uh pod when we look at everything as a whole but I think this team was was about who they are you know, they're about an eight, nine win team. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last week. Right. But I mean, but I feel like if we had had someone who was a above average to good quarterback to playmaking quarterback, that one of these guys that doesn't have to be a Heisman guy, doesn't have to be amazing, but can help raise the level of the team around him, then I then then it's like, okay, I'm gonna remember Joe for that. I'm gonna remember him like I remember Hendon. Or like I remember, you know, Josh Dobbs. Or- yeah, and it's like it's not even like we're asking that much of Joe. Like if he would have beat Florida and Missouri, he probably remembered a little bit differently. Like if yeah. he would have beat Florida and Missouri this year, and we were ten and two, and we lost to the two teams going to the SEC championship, he would be remembered differently. Yeah, and I and yeah, and he played well in the first half against Bama, and then it did, and then it kind of fell apart. But I still will remember like the A and M game, and going back and watching that film and the countless, countless, countless—not necessarily mistakes, but 
whether they were the terrible interceptions that he had against like South Carolina or an A&M or just the plays that you and I would watch where Heupel drew up something beautiful and your regular quarterback is going to hit it nine out of 10 times or nine and a half out of 10 times. And he just refuses to let it go. And so, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I'm personally, this is just my opinion. Everyone can have their, their own opinions. I, my personal opinion is just like, I, I think he kind of held this team back. Well, I know I know for a fact he held this team back, and I'm just ready for him to be gone. Not And it's nothing personal. It's absolutely nothing personal. But, like, yeah. the fact that he stayed to be a good teammate, like, I, I don't I don't really give a shit about that. Like, I don't care. I don't really care that – I mean, yeah. what was he going to do, transfer again? And, like, he stayed because he had Josh Heupel, and he just saw what Josh Heupel did with Hendon Hooker. Like, there's yeah. not many better other opportunities. Like, so the whole he stayed and was a good teammate, like – Kyler, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. I'm not not everyone does it, but you're kind of supposed to be a good teammate. And yeah, not giving bonus points for doing the doing what he's supposed to be. Like you're supposed right. to be a good teammate. If you're a bad teammate, F see you. <laughs> right. right. Um, and nothing personal. Like you said, he is a good quarterback. Good. That's it. That's all he's at. Good. I don't know if I I think I think he's average. I don't know if I'd give him good. I kind of see. I mean, if average is 50%, I would say good is 60 to 65. Okay. Like, he's yeah, good. I said, I said hey, you know what? He's good enough for eight and four record. I think he's slightly, I think he's slightly above average, but I think good, you're getting in like seven, seven and a half range. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. Definitions are good. So seniors or guys that could technically be seniors that can come back. Yeah. You mean fire through this list for you? Yeah. Fire, fire away. Danico Slaughter, Jabari Small, Tyler Barron, Tamari McDonald, Big Amari Thomas. I love how I just put big O. So I said it like that. Uh, John Campbell, Jackson Lampley, Dane Davis, Spraggs, Gabe Judy Alley, Warren Burrell, Brandon Turnage, Brew McCoy, Elijah Simmons, Wesley Walker, Omar Norman Lott was a junior. Actually, we had some juniors go through senior, uh, senior day, and then you got maybe maybe Keenan Pili um, because he's been through six years, but maybe he can get a medical, so he's kind of up in the air. But there's a lot of guys on this list, Kyler, that I want back, and there's a lot of guys on this list that uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. I think I think Tyler Barron's got to go. If I was if I'm talking to him, I'm like, bro, just go. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's much chance. He he is not the body type, prototypical type to be able to get like that first round draft grade. James Pierce is that body type, yeah. right? You 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 just look at like Chase Young or the Bosa brothers when they're in college, you're like, they fit, they fit the bill and they're productive. I don't know if Tyler like fits that bill because he is kind of a tweener, which I absolutely love. He's been incredible doing that playing D and and three technique, but he, he like the type of game he plays is not a first round draft pick. So it's like, buddy, if you can get a solid third, like, be happy with that. Yeah, and, and I'll be interested to see what grade he gets, um, you know, what grade he gets, where he does go. Now, maybe he gets a grade that he's like a four, th- a three or four or five. I, I don't know. I'm bad about this type of stuff. But 
when it goes to the NFL, but if they give him a three to a five and he can make some money on the NIL and come back, like, and he's like, okay, maybe I can become a second, then like, sure, I'd love to have him back. But selfishly, I'm guessing that he probably needs to go and go ahead and start working on that NFL career. But I'm telling you, it's just such a wild dynamic and landscape, but I thought he was a fantastic player. I really, really did. And so, um, I, I know big O will be an interesting one. And Omar Norman lot are two guys that I would, I would love to have back. And I think they'd be, I think they'd be very valuable for this team to have back. Now I'm not going to say who told me, but I do know that, I think I, I think Omar Norman Lott, it's like, what what are you doing? Like, if he tries to go somewhere, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you didn't even have this production in Arizona State. Like, you're getting you're you're you have more production here. You're getting coached by a better D line coach in Rodney Garner, and like you you didn't do enough over your career to do try it at the next level. Like, stay. Enjoy it. Play another year. We like you. Yeah, and and what I was going to say is I've been told through the grapevine that, like, Big O and Amari and maybe some other guys are ones that they're going to be like, hey, here's here's some NIL. Like, we, we need to keep you. We want to keep you. Because yeah. they know they know the value that they could bring. And I, I think Omar Norman Lott can have a chance in the league because of his quickness. And, and I think he's a productive player, and I thought that he was – a productive player in big moments. You don't necessarily think that he has a chance in the league. Not right. Not after this year. I no 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 no. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about in general. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is after this year. Okay. okay. Doesn't have a chance. He can get better and have that opportunity for sure. But no. Okay. Okay. Um, Brew. I would love for Brew to come back, but after an injury like that, if uh, if if he can get a decent grade and go and test well and go get some money, like go do it. He's already an older guy. He's been around for a while, but I think he knows it that Tennessee would love to have him back and probably do what they could to get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would love a Wesley Walker or Tamarian McDonald to come back personally. Uh, I, I love I, both of them. I, I mean, yeah. I, I thought they were really like good star guys for us. Those, those nickel, positions um moving around to safety like i i i like them both as soon as they got on the field i and listen this is just who can come back so i know we're talking about some people who didn't go like I'm, if i'm not mistaken wesley went through tamarian did not go through so it, it does look like he will come back i just want you all listening to know that we we're just straight up talking about who can come back whether they went through or not and just saying who we like? Obviously, we want Danico Slaughter back. I would like John Campbell to come back, um, and I and I think I'm not the offensive lineman here, but I think he can come back and improve on his game. I think so, definitely. Um, and I think we'll need him back. This, if anything, I mean, playing offensive line. If it's taught me anything, you're going to have guys go down. Yeah. You need depth. It's just. Yeah. It, even if you're not a starter, you're probably going to start one game. Like yeah. my last, my last couple of years, I was the only guy that didn't go out. Like every other position got hurt at some point during the year and we had to move guys around. So it's why, like, it. why don't you brag about it a little bit more? Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> Fucking rock of consistency. 
I drank my milk and ate my vegetables growing up. It's the only thing I can brag about, man. No one, no one remembers my catches, throws, and touchdowns. I gotta, I gotta brag about not rolling my ankle for twenty six games. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it'd be great for Sprags to come back. I, I, I think if Gabe Judy Alley came back, I think it could help us. Yeah. I don't know what. I, I don't know what and he could come back and and be more consistent and and probably help his stock but if he tries to give it a shot I I wouldn't be surprised because there were some flashes that I saw that I think that he could be decent and I I mean corners are I mean corners and offensive alignment are so needed in the NFL so mm. we'll see what happens there you know another one of these things is now you love ball. I love ball. If I had another chance to stay at Tennessee another year, I would do it. But you don't know what some of these guys are like. Hey, like I'm, I'm toasted, man. I've been here five years. I don't need to go six. Like, yeah, you know, um, I'm not going to get some much. Some guys of are definitely going to. Yeah. No. Some guys. Yeah. Dane Davis. That boy would stay here for nine years if he could. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next year, Dane. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but some of these guys are like, if I came back. I'm probably not going to get any NIL money or enough to really move the needle. I don't really have a chance in the league, but none of these guys think that. They all think they got a chance in the league. And well, I so, want to go through another year of school. Yeah, yeah. So Elijah Simmons can come back. I'd love to have big Elijah back. Um, Warren Burrell and Brandon Turnage. I, I don't have any beef against them at all. Uh, I think they both had – I think Warren's played some decent ball at, at some times. Um, Brandon, I, I, I thought that he would maybe be a little bit better when he came in. But, um, you know, those, uh, honestly, I could see like a Warren Burrell transfer to a smaller school to play. And I could see a Brandon Turnage, you know, transferring, even though this would be a second time transferring. Like those, I wouldn't be surprised if they entered the portal to go try to yeah. find a home somewhere just because they know – what we what we have below them and what we're primed to bring in and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, you know, you saw young guys playing in front of them on Saturday, so it's kind of like, yeah, right on the wall. Right, right. And then uh, Jabari Small, Jabari Small, he can come back, but he went through senior day. That one's kind of a a, a head scratcher to me because. I don't. I don't really know if he's an NFL guy. I. I, I don't. I mean, I would say pro probably not. But then again, like I didn't necessarily maybe expect to see, you know, Ty Chandler scoring touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings. Not that I ever thought he was bad. I'm just not good at this projection stuff with with yeah. certain. But I, but then I could see Jamari coming back and maybe getting a little bit of NIL stuff because he's the he's a running back. But I. I don't know. That was the one that's interesting to me. It's weird at running back. A lot of the times you, you know, you really just need depth in the NFL at running back. Guys get hurt a lot. There's only a few that are the guys, you know, like there's, there's, you don't find Christian McCaffrey's all over the place. You know, you don't find Saquon Barkley's all over. Like there's a few that are the guy, but you know, some of these backup, like maybe I I might be able to see Jabari be a, you know, a, a journeyman in the NFL, something like that. I mean, kind of like how, uh, how John, uh, John Kelly has done in the NFL. He's just kind of been like a practice squad guy, backup running back was bouncing around. Um, but yeah, Jabari, like, it's like, dude, you're not running a four, four, 
you know, you're, you don't have a lot of like catches out of the backfield for your position. So like, I, I don't know. You're going to have to play some good special teams. Yeah, I, I like Jabari a lot, but I I never saw – I mean, I, I think John Kelly was a much better back. And so I get why he was able to hang around for – he's finally out, but he, he hung around for five, four or five, six years. But I could see that with John. Like, John was like an every down back. He could kind of do it all, and so I, I'm not. I wasn't surprised with that, um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, there's some guys on that list that I definitely want back, and I probably should have started the pod with this. But everyone, things are about to get crazy. It's this time of year. Everyone, just take a deep breath. You got to trust Coach Heibel. You got to trust his staffers. You got to trust. You know they're going to do their best to bring in guys that they think can help. There's going to be some guys that enter the portal that you might freak out about, but maybe they were asked to go ahead and find another place. And then there's going to be guys that enter the portal that maybe come back. So just, I, I just feel bad for those people that are going to freak out and live on every tweet or Instagram story or it's whatever. Happened. Uh, I know. I know. You know somebody, somebody said Dylan Sampson's transferring and people are freaking out about it. I know. I know. Yeah. I saw it on, I saw it on there. So, but, you know, if you like, if you choose to hang on every word and stuff, then that's that's, that's okay. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help you out here and say, uh, say it's it's just that crazy time of the year where there's going to be a lot, a lot of stuff, and so exactly. Let's not let's not jump and, to conclusions. And you said it last year. the The transfer portal door goes both ways. It's it's somebody. There can always be somebody coming right back through. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Is that all? Is that all? We, we touched on everybody. Thank yeah. you, seniors. Appreciate it. Uh, some of them went through some pretty tumultuous time periods. So thank you for sticking it out. Guys like, you know, Jacob, for instance. Um, okay. Let's get in this Vandy game. Now, I don't have it sectioned off as offense defense. Um, a little bit because of just the way of watching this game. It was kind of like, you know what? Yay. Like, good. Good for you. Like, I'm glad that you guys got that. But I also know that these guys suck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how much am I supposed to congratulate you for beating up a five-year-old? Like, good job you won your fight, man. I, you know. So just some of the stuff that I was watching, uh, you know, some of the plays that were, that were happening and, and runs and, and things on offense. I'm kind of like, I wonder what a Georgia defender would have done right there. You know, <laughs> I wonder if that pass would have been completed if it was first Georgia. I wonder if that tackle would have been broken if it was first Georgia. Like it, it's just, you know, it kind of, it doesn't help that we played Georgia the week before because it just it skewed all of my judgment on on everything that they were doing offensively and even defensively too. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is come on, tackle the guy from Vandy. It's he's he's from Vandy. But, so so yeah, no, I get you. I I hear you. Um, a couple things. First off, I got why Clark Lee was upset. I would have been livid too when his quarterback gets blasted and the whistle doesn't get blown and all that. So I get why he's mad. I first and then gets hit 
again. Yeah. 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 I, you got to stand up for your guys. I've heard some people acting like he was, I've heard people talking saying that he was acting like a clown and has anger issues and all this stuff. It's like, what's he talking about? Like, he's got to stand up for his guys. Like, I, I mean, watching the game, I thought he was like way like timid for the position he was in. Like, I, I, I almost was like before that incident was like feeling bad for him. It's like, God, dude, this guy's the head coach of Vandy. Like he's got to deal with like he's losing seasons and he's trying to like get them up for this game as like playing high. And every time it panned over to him, I didn't think that he was hot headed. It's not like when you pan over and you watch Shane Beamer pacing back and forth and you ah, like that's not what you saw out of him. So when he got upset. I was like, yeah, warranted. I get it. Yeah, you got to you got to go to battle for for your guys. I mean, they they were they had had enough of it, and um, but I like Tennessee. I like seeing Tennessee. Like, we're not going to get you know we're not going to get pumped, and and uh, they're going to stand up for their guys as well. So I was fine with it. I did think it was hilarious that the Vandy guy tried to keep the ball when he thought that it was a fumble recovery. When when squirrel and our ball boy was like over in there, did you see this? Uh uh-uh. uh It was unbelievable, bro. Like this Vandy guy was just trying to keep, you know, like as if as if as if it's like the NFL and Peyton Manning just threw his ninth millionth touchdown and he's gonna like keep the ball or a receiver's first touchdown or their like 80th touchdown or um, you know, whatever, like these real monumental things, like this guy's playing for a two and nine Vandy. I don't even think he was the one that caused the fumble. I think he just fumbled, recovered it. And he was like, wanting to keep it. It's like, what, what are we doing guy? Like get a grip. I am very, I love like having things that remind me of the past and little, um, you know, memorabilia or, you know, cool, neat things like that. But like, what are we doing? So I started cracking up. I was like, if that's where we're at is you got to keep a ball from a fumble recovery on your two and nine season. then that's funny. But then I, I guess we got the ball back because it wasn't even a fumble squirrels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just don't know if anyone else saw that. It was quite, quite comical. A um, couple things. Uh, Chaz, Chaz Nimrod uh, had some good blocks. I, I'm excited to see how he progresses. I thought the, t- the O-line gave uh, Joe some really good time. Yeah. Everyone is one like, why does the play calling look different? Why is it this? Why are we not doing this? Why are we not being aggressive? Da, da, da. It's like, well, first off, and this even goes for you and I, like we don't get – we've had film coaches film before, but we don't necessarily get all the coaches film, so we don't necessarily get to see certain deep shots or where the safety is playing if someone was open or not open, which maybe that's a good thing because maybe we would have gotten even more frustrated with Joe. For sure. <laughs> but, but, but it's like – there was our deep slant slash, I mean, our deep pose slash deep, um, you know, go route, whatever you want to call not a go right, but a, a deep post or a deep seam to Ramel. There it is. But uh, guess there. what? Like it's, a, it's Vandy. So it's there. So it's like, yeah, yeah this is exactly what I thought. I was just like, guess what? We're going to throw the same ball versus Georgia. And that guy's draped all over Ramel and bats the ball away. And then what are you guys saying? Yeah, so it's like they're like, you know, well, we didn't, you know, Heupel didn't call it the same this year. Why haven't we seen, you know, deep shots this year? Why has he changed the offense, whatever? It's like, well, depending on how good the level of coaches are, I mean, how good the level of the players are you're playing against or what their scheme may be or whatever, but it's like Heupel didn't just freak out and, like we said, forget how to coach. So there's your deep shot, great ball, great catch. It was it was cool. Um, defensively, neither 
Beasley or Elijah got a hand on the guy up the middle. That is that is uncalled for. You, I, I I thought there was I thought there was some like sleeping going on on defense, kind of just like ah, it's all right, you know, like because there was a lot of yards gained by Vandy. They weren't able to capitalize that much because they're not that good. But there was yards, first downs on first down. That it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, well, first off, I think their fir- I, I think their first drive was very much scripted. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew what Peen Bull had done against us with the outside runs and the sweeps and the different motions, and they get our linebackers and different people's eyes in the wrong direction. Plus, then our linebackers aren't the most physically gifted, so if their eyes are in the wrong position, they're not going to be – so it's like I get where they did it. But then Tennessee was able to settle in and make the stops. And it was also funny, too, because we would give up some stuff. It's like we were playing basketball against the little brother, and it's like it's the first one to ten, and he gets the seven, and then you start playing defense. And then you yeah. – you know what I mean? And so it felt like, okay, guys, we're third down. Like, let James per, let, let James Pierce eat. Let him off the leash. Here's Tyler Barron. Here's Joshua Joseph. Here's, you know, whoever else. Like, let's put them in their place type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Brook, uh, I thought, dis, uh, disengaged really well on the end around, but then he missed a tackle, and then it was overrun by Beasley and, and Turntine. Yeah. Um, and then on the one that they did score, Beasley was literally the only one that saw it and tried to get to it, and he ran into Elijah with Elijah's eye still on the backfield. Lost. Elijah lost. is lost, dude. And I watched it again, and his eyes even dart. To the guy who had yep. the ball, and he and, watched him run away and went the other way. I'm like, dude, what are you even looking at? Yeah. So I, I thought it was cool that they shouted this out because these people that want to talk about the offensive line not being very good or not being developed, I thought the offensive line overall was was pretty good, pretty solid this year. But we had nine different starters, the guys that started. And there were times where I thought they played pretty darn solid with either A, how well we ran the ball, or times where I thought Joe had plenty of time uh, – Another one where he had good production uh, defensively. Danico needs to get off a block. Um, this is the one Kyler I was talking about, and it was it was disheartening. But it was just a run to the outside to the right. They don't block Elijah uh, Herring. They, they they don't block him. And as a linebacker, now I played I played middle linebacker. I loved it. If uh, if I could, I would have been. 6-2 and 240 and run a 4-5, and I would have played linebacker for 20 years if they'd allowed me. It's like my favorite thing in the world. But yeah. um, that's not what happened. But I did get to play it in high school, and it was a blast. And whether you play it in peewee, middle school, any level of college or pro or whatever, if you're a middle linebacker and you were untouched, nobody, and it's a run play and you can't affect the play at all, Something's up. Something is up. Whether you're not – listen, there was plenty of guys I was t- chasing down to tackle that was much faster than me. But, like, if you're physically – we've talked about this. If you're limited physically, you got to be really good with your eyes. you got to be really good with your steps. you got to be really good with your anticipations and your football instincts. Yeah. But I was, I was just like, all the great linebackers that we've had at Tennessee and, and we're at a position where a middle linebacker does not even get touched and he – he doesn't make the play, and then he doesn't even – once again, he would not have touched him if it was flag football or, or two-hand touch. And I want to say that. I don't want to beat up on him 
at all because he is still younger and he can still be a good player at Tennessee. It's just it's just something that I wanted to point out that that I saw. Um, it's like like you said, none of this is personal. It no. is about your play on the field. If there is some way that he is not being told this by his coaches, they need to be fired. Immediately. Like, this needs to be pounded into his head. I don't care if this is the last game of the season, of the regular season. You have a ball game. This needs to be addressed. This needs to be talked about. I think he did get a little bit of a, a ringing on the sideline because after that touchdown that they let up, he didn't start the next drive. They they had T-Lander in there the next drive. So it was like a little bit of like, get your freaking ass out. T-Lander, get in there. Do what you can do. And let me talk to Elijah. And let me try and get him on the right page. But then you had that, that play happen after that one. So it's like, you know, you're at a point where the coach is like, either I'm putting in a freshman or I'm putting in Elijah. It's like... There's not a lot of choices there. Um, I, w- I do want to shout out, I think Caleb Perry played decently well. Uh, he didn't do – there's not a ton that I remember this year um, that I was like, oh, wow, that was awesome, like really good, Caleb. But yeah. there wasn't really much that I was – I don't remember being like, holy crap, like that was brutal and that was bad. So, but this game, now granted it is Vandy and we've already mentioned that, but I thought there were some times where I thought he was in much better position and I'll be excited to see when he becomes a true junior mm-hmm. um, or junior. I don't know if he registered or whatever. I don't think he did, but when he becomes a junior and senior, how he's matured and how he, yeah. and people need to remember that. Like we've said it once, we'll say it a million times. People mature at different rates. I mean, you didn't play your first three years. And so there's it's it takes some people some time so uh but i thought caleb did pretty well we both love t lander just because of his aggressive nature um i thought i mean towards the end of the game when he was in and it was pretty much over like there was a drive where he made the tackle like five plays in a row like he was he was all over the place and i was like dang man i really like t lander's motor i like his effort i like the fact that he sticks his face in the fan doesn't care it's like I really hope that his athletic ability can keep up with that, and it's not, hey, I'm getting pushed around by big offensive linemen from Alabama and Georgia, so I can't play linebacker for Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, I really hope that his athletic ability can keep up with his effort and his want to. Yeah, no, he's young. I mean, he's a freshman. He's a true freshman. I'll, I think the guy could be an absolute problem as a junior and senior. And, um, I mean, because that's what a middle linebacker is supposed to do. You're supposed to be going sideline to sideline. You're supposed to be – we all want those big hits where you stop someone in the backfield, whatever. But if you make a tackle at five yards downfield, like that's what a middle linebacker is supposed to do. You're supposed to sit there and just eat and, and collect all the problems. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how all those guys – all those guys develop. And then if we bring anyone in, which we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, second nine, nice blocking. Uh, Joe steps up in the pocket well. And uh, Caleb has a step. Um, he still needs to catch the ball. It's a jump ball. He needs to make that catch. But then also, again, you throw a better ball. It's You take it back one season. And we're not trying to drill you in the head with Hendon, 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 Jalen, 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 Cedric, Cedric, Cedric. But it's just to give you an example. We had guys yeah. running 
we had guys running with steps on people and they would catch it and walk into the end zone. If we got Caleb Webb that's beat a guy, but he has to stop and then come back for one, like it makes a difference. So um, I thought it was super nice coverage on defense by Gabe. I want to shout him out offensively. Another nice blocking. The whole right side just collapsed down and crushed. Jabari had a nice little run. Yeah. Uh, nice route combo. Nice throw. Nice catch by Castle. All, all three. It was just a really nice, pretty easy, simple play. Well, I, I told you, I told I we talked about this the other day. I watching that play, I was like, oh, great touchdown. Like, that was good. And I was like, it was kind of a bullet. There wasn't much, you know, loft on that ball. It kind of rocketed in there. And then I just kept watching. It was like watching Joe. It's like, oh, okay. Well, he didn't look at anybody else. So it's like, they got to that spot, and Coach Heupel goes, all right, guys, you two are going to run two slants. You are going to run into the flat, then wheel up the side. Joe, Castles is the guy we're trying to hit. Throw it to him. So it was like, here is the plan. It will work because I know it will work on their defense. Joe, just don't fuck this up. And – I swear to God, if that was George's defense, that's an interception. Like it was right over Buddy's head. Uh, well, hold. On. Well, let me let me say this. Let me say this. At first, it was a great play call because it's a great man beater. But yes. in the defense, Patrick Mahomes, one of the best in the world, yesterday had a throw just like that where it went right over Buddy's head, and Travis Kelsey catch it. I'm not going to praise how awesome that is when Patrick Mahomes does it and knock Joe for it, I thought it was sick. I mean, he put it right on Buddy, and it was a nice hand catch by Castle. So I I, I, I get where you're coming from, I, but I just – I, for me and myself, I can't be a – like, that would be a hater and not – that what would ifs. almost be – You know, I'm, I'm working in the what ifs. It, it, these are ifs and buts. So I I get it. You can't – you can't – like, if it was a Georgia defender. So I get it. I, I don't know, it. though. If it was a Georgia defender and he's chasing, he maybe doesn't turn around. Maybe. Maybe. If ands, Kansas and Buds, whatever that saying is. All right. Yeah. Uh, offense, I know you love the Jacob Pop pass. Great to see it. Uh, motion. It. I want to see it every fucking game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all I'll say. I was like, this works every time. Please run it more. Uh, then you got Jacob getting a, tutty, getting a tutty. And what's he do? He does the motion out. Squirrel shows it like it's a screen. Those DBs have seen this on film. Nine million times, and then we will route up right off of it, and it's just beautiful, and it's a great play design. You have to be very disciplined. They weren't good catch by Jacob, uh, and it was a nice move up in the pocket by Joe. Defense, super nice recognition by Ricky. Uh, so we got to see Ricky, Ricky Tan, Ricky Tan, Rick. So we got we got to see Ricky Gibson. He's in there. He, he, it's a very good. Um, he, he diagnoses the play really well. He gets just enough to trip the guy up on the on the um, screenplay, and yep. then we, we we were giggling at Elijah, Elijah. <laughs> rolling over top of Buddy. <laughs> it's just when he gets going and he gets that motor gun and he gets running, it's adorable. I mean, it literally looks like a pit. It looks like a bulldog jumping off the couch and running into the kitchen going for his food. That's what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, and then when they get there, they just eat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, and then uh, awesome catch by Callie. Uh, Joe with another wide open guy and not a great throw. 
<laughs> and Callie has to like catch it and keep his feet in bounds, but it was a nice catch. Um, and then I have offense, nice play design. So this was after Callie caught that. They wanted to get him another throw, and they do the uh, – it was a play design where they bring Castle in motion, and then it's the play action and the play action in here. And I couldn't tell what happened to the throw. I don't know if Joe threw it too hard, too low, if it got banged up. I don't know. It wasn't completely – Yeah, they didn't show us another angle. I was like, I was like, was that defender, like, kind of in his view? Like, what? Yeah. yeah like, I, I didn't know why he missed him because he seemed I, like Castles was open. It did, and that's why I can't. I can't tell. So uh, then, everyone that was camera uh, uh, that was screaming for D to get touches on offense. Hypo tried to give him a bone, get a touch here on offense, get him in the end zone on Senior Day. Unfortunately, it wasn't blocked. The Vandy guy made a good play uh, defensively. This is something that I love to see. Tyree West, that boy can move. I mean, he can move. Now, I. I don't want to do what some fans did to Hypel in the fact that Hypel had a great year last year. Yeah. Now they act like he's not as good because we didn't win as many games. And I'm not going to say I thought we would see more of Tyree West this year because we did see him as a true freshman. And I still think he could be a really good player as a junior and senior. But when he's coming, he came off the edge super nice. And he's not an edge player. He came off the edge super nice. He was shot out of a cannon up the middle. And so when you see Tyree West, James Pierce, Dalvin Hobbs, a true freshman, and they're all meeting at the quarterback, that's a nice feeling moving forward because all those guys are young pieces. Another one is – then I have another one on here, Tyree so darn fast up the middle. JP and Double J, Joshua Joseph, meeting at the quarterback again. We're going to need that to continue to grow and build. And then – that that was basically all the plays that I really had because that was up till halftime. Yeah. And then and then we had Nico. And all I'll say about Nico is every time I see him, it just solidifies that I still think that he's going to be really, really good. And I told someone the other day, my jaw will be dropped and I will be shocked and I will probably be a little bit shook and not not doing well if something happened where he wasn't as good as I think he's going to be. Yeah. He just shows you all – he has all the physical attributes, but he shows you the intangibles that you have to have. I mean, the, I one where he, the one where he snaps it and he looks and he looks and he doesn't have it and he gets out of the pocket, runs, gets like eight yards, puts the little ball out to get that extra yard. Just like that little bit of gamesmanship, bro, like he's just different. He's just different. It really is. I mean, you you watch him out there. You feel like he. Oh, okay. Like he can do whatever he needs to. That that that's that's the feeling you have. It's like, oh, he needs to hit a dig. Oh, he needs to hit a post. He needs to hit a slant. He needs to hit a go. Oh, he needs to run for himself. Oh, he needs to find some time with his legs. He can do it all. Like you watch it, you're like, holy crap! Yes, he can. I'm totally there with you. If if he were to somehow not be a good quarterback, I would not know how to evaluate quarterbacks. Like, I'd be like, okay, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I, watching this guy, I'm like, yeah, he's got it. And he's going to be under Hypo. This is going to be awesome. Like, and you, there's and so you, much hope with him. It's weird for you and I, too, because we will not get fired up about recruits. And it's like, so we're not watching him in his stupid pajama pants throw for nine touchdowns in a passing and league. Seven and, seven. 
Yeah, we're not even watching him in high school and getting excited. Like, it's here. It's now. Like, we're seeing it in games. And I don't care if who the competition is because, like I said, it's – he didn't even go out there and throw for three tutties and a couple hundred yards. It's just the little things that you – that we know that make you really good. And if he – dude's just a gamer, bro. Dude is just a gamer. Like, you can just see it in him. And there's if there's an alternate universe – where I could lay it in bed and close my eyes and watch the entire Tennessee season with him as the starting quarterback, or we'll give, we'll give Joe uh, the Florida game and then it looks bad. And so then we got Nico the rest of the year. I don't know. I definitely don't think the team's worse. I, there's no way I think we're any worse than eight and four. And I think we may actually have one win, one more win than we do now. We'll never I mean, know. We'll never. Could, yeah. And it's that's but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not funny. It's just so No, funny. but I, I mean, I agree with you. And like, you just watch it. He's a gamer. He barely had any incompletions and he had like three drops. So it was like he was hitting the guys where, where they needed to be hit on all their routes. He wasn't missing anybody. Um, I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, you talk about some of those young guys playing on the D line, like seeing Tyree West, seeing Hobbs out there, knowing that. JJ's coming back, knowing that James Pierce, it's like, wow, okay, we got some young dudes coming in. And like Addison Nichols on the on the O-line. Like he played almost a whole game because Cooper went out after a couple drives. And it was like, great. I'm so glad Addison's in there. I like get him some reps. Get I like, I want him to play more. I, I want I want there to be a competition between now and the bowl game between him and Lampley. See who can start at guard in the bowl game. Let me know. Um, we so, we didn't we didn't bring back we didn't talk to Coop's coming back. I think you all know how we feel about that. Yeah. I think I think it's a massive massive win for the team, and I think it's good for Cooper as well. Um, I agree. I we you all know how important that is, and we don't need to. We already state the obvious enough sometimes, but we don't need to state the obvious with him. So massive for him. I'll be honest, I thought Jackson Lampley played pretty fine. From what I saw, I thought Jackson Lampley played pretty well. He was fine. Um, and I was talking to Jack the other day or yesterday on the phone, and he was telling me he's in a group me with some other friends, uh, another group of guys that I know him, but I'm not in this group me, and how they were just dogging the offensive line and dogging Glenn Ellerby, how he hasn't done a good job. And I was like, well, first off, that's crazy talk. And I was like, second off, they were talking about how we swung and missed already on Addison Nichols. I said, Jack, like, don't let, like, just remove yourself from the situation because these guys clearly don't know what they're talking about. He's been in the program for two years. Or is he, or is it a year? This is his second. Yeah. So it hasn't been a full two years. Right. So it's like, dude, calm down. Calm down. Just because he's a four star doesn't mean that he's got to play and like start right away. Like, take a chill pill. And, for them to say, hey, hey, guess, hey, guess what? If there's ever a big deal in the difference of a senior and a freshman by position, it's the offense and defensive line. Okay. Fact. You Fact. can be fast as a wide receiver, as a corner. An 18 year old boy versus a 21, 22 year old man is a lot different on okay. the offense and defensive line. Kyler, nowadays, it's like an 18-year-old freshman versus like a 24-year-old senior or 23. Yeah, with the COVID years? I mean, I mean, it's like 
yeah, it's there's just there's there's not a comparison. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because when Jack told me that they were like wanting Glenn Ellerby fired, and I was like, dude, I was like, Glenn Ellerby, I thought has done a really really nice job since he's been here. I, you're the old lineman. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I think he's done a great job. I think I you know I think last year having the stewards the 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 rocks of Jerome and Darnell was really big. Um, and having those guys, and it sucks to lose them. That's a tough thing to overcome. Then he's got all these injuries. I don't think that he's sitting over there struggling to develop these guys. Like I, I that's not what's happening. We on this podcast have mentioned multiple times how good we thought John Campbell, Gerald Mincy, Jeremiah Crawford were playing individually, all three at the same position. So it's like, no. Like Glenn Elderby is doing exactly what he needs to do. And you listen to any interview with any offensive lineman. They love that group. They love the unit of the offensive line. It's a family. And that's how it needs to be in that group. You need to be close with every single guy there. Well, I mean, just look how look how Dane Davis has improved in his time being there. Ollie Lane, how he's improved. I mean, yes, I know that Darnell Wright was a – massive five-star prospect. And I'm not saying that they were the sole reason, but he wasn't going top 10 before this new staff came in. Yeah. I mean, he just wasn't. And so, and then Jerome was a really good piece. I, yeah, I've been fine with the offensive line with, with the pieces that they've had. I thought they've done a nice, nice job. I mean, hell, we're one of, we were one of the best rushing teams in the entire nation for most of the year. Like, you know, yeah. you know, do- what, what, how does that happen guys? <laughs> What do you do? How do you get rushing yards? Right, right. Um, sorry to sorry to change this because I have the iPad. I've been watching it. This third and three, when they won the read option with Nico, and the guy meets him at the line of scrimmage, and oh, he, he just, shut, just and he swings out of it and gets. There. I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, the dude's a slender man, and he can still break tackles. I mean, that's that's the craziest part. And you're like, oh, this guy's gonna break in half, and he just brushes Buddy off. That's another thing that I'm saying. It's like. He can do whatever you need him to. There's no limitation. He's Booby Miles, baby. Yeah, that's right. You want to win? Put Booby in. Yeah, remember when his uncle was sitting up there? He's He can pass. He can catch. He can throw. He can paint your front porch. You know? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So how do you feel about the future moving forward with, with things? Whether it's I, – I, I'm excited. Like, I am pumped for the bowl game. I want to figure out who we're going to play. I hope it's a good team. I hope that we can see some guys that maybe we haven't seen a ton of and get to play. Like, I'm not going to be upset if Joe's like, I don't want to get hurt. I'm going to get ready for the senior bowl. Like, I wouldn't be mad. Like, let him do what he wants to do. Uh, let's let's put Nico in there. Um I, yeah, I'm excited. You named off young guys that are coming back. We talked about the guys that are coming back. You have your quarterback that you've been waiting on for a couple of years now. Um, like this, this answers our questions. It's also, hey, the people who might have doubts out there about Coach Heupel, I do not at all. I think he is the right person. We're going to figure out. We're going to figure out if Nico cannot be a winning quarterback under Heupel, 
then we're going to figure out like it, like the, like the writing will be on the wall for Hypo. He got the number one ranked recruit, like the five-star quarterback in. If you can't do anything with that, then yeah, you might not be a good coach. So it's like, <laughs> we're getting our answer regardless. I cannot wait to see it. I love the hope for the future when you have a young nucleus and a, and a young quarterback behind there, like that off season is so exciting. Um, so I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the future. I told you this. I sometimes, you know, I always want to win them, but you know, if there's a time where we're six and six or seven wins and we go to a bowl game, it's like, Hey, this is year one or year two. Like, yeah, I would like to win it, but whatever. Like it's not going to change the trajectory of our, of our season or our off season, but I'm big in, you know, vibes. Yeah, I'm a big vibe guy. I'm a big moving forward. I think, you know, we have early signing day in December that you reminded me of. But if if you can go out and blast somebody, and if it is Nico throwing for a ton of yards and it looks really fun and we're throttling, that only helps when you're recruiting high school guys or transfer portal people. And it's so it's like I just want to keep the good trajectory going. Like, let's go out and bully somebody and That's just right. I'm like, hey, here, here's what's up. Let, let's get this thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go. Do you, you see my quarterback? Do you see him in the bowl game? You, you want to play with him? You want to play with him? He's going to throw you a lot of balls. You want to play? <laughs> we're going to score a lot of points and we're going to hopefully win a lot of games. That's right. That's right. And for that, and for that SEC champ, baby. Uh, all right, brother. See you, brother. What, a, what, what a season. What's what a up? Season. Not finished yet. Not not quite finished yet. So I'll just throw it out here now. Um, while we're here, you know, me and Reed probably won't be doing podcasts every week during the offseason. Um, we're gonna kind of finish out through the bowl game, give some recaps on stuff. Wanna go over everybody who signs with Tennessee um and what they look like for the future. So we'll go over some of that stuff and then you know, might come back around during spring practice come back around during training camp um but during the off season we'll we'll be taking a little bit of a little bit of hi- hiatus we'll say that it's been it's been three straight years of uh year round so we need a little break but the good thing is we can pop back up anytime if something happens big on a transfer portal or whatever the case oh, yeah. may be yeah we'll still we'll still have our uh bowl breakdown we'll still have our final season breakdown and we'll still have one recruiting pod so exactly so you're still seeing these beautiful faces. Don't worry. Yeah. You're, you're, you're beautiful and, you know, sexy face. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think, I think you're very beautiful too, Reed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go eat. I'll see you later. All right. See you, man. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, if you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and uh, follow us on all those listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow Reed, it is at rbacon26 on Twitter. And then for myself, it is just at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Um, 
thank you guys uh, for riding along with us during this season. Uh, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but appreciate you uh, nonetheless. Uh, and as always, go Vols.